5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. Lock it on to the best station on the net. Online. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. Streaming 24-7. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 78. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. All right. Back in the saddle. Back. Yes. You're back. That's right. You weren't here last week. I missed you, and we missed you too. Well, she was sort of kind of here. You she know, was? She piled in at the end. No, that was the session before last. Oh, man. Last week was uh, Michelle Brack. And we was, had a great time with yeah. Michelle. Yes. It did. It Wasn't came it out though? good. Oh, yes. We're going to try to get her husband on. Yeah. How was your week, Fritz? Oh, my week's been great. Kicking old Slewfoot around. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get the best of us because he knows we're taking ground. And we kind of like have a praise uh, from uh, for the father from... Oh, Aubrey. yes, we certainly do. I'll tell you, my those of you that know my daughter know the history. Um, two years ago, December, got a double transplant, a liver and a kidney. She, you know, didn't attend high school her whole, up until senior year, she was able to go. The only year that she has attended school, so she doesn't have any SATs, ACTs, and any kind of those pre-college requirements. She's gotten involved in theater, and that is her love. And we uh, kind of won the heart of the teacher out there at Lake Mineola High School, and she wrote a letter of recommendation. I say all that to say this is... We, uh, she's a senior this year, and we applied, uh, applied at Rollins College Theater Department out there. We didn't, we just got the letter back yesterday, and she was accepted. Wow, amazing! And and uh, there was a couple of friends of hers in the same class and everything that did not get accepted. So, how big is our God? Oh yes, you know it. Just a praise report. Thanks, Mikey, for reminding me of that. All right, Trish. Carry a cross as they march through downtown uh, Orlando on Orange Blossom Trail. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want more information about that march, it's going to take place on Friday, Good Friday. I think it starts at 7 o'clock. Joanna is who you will want to call. Her telephone number is 407-535-5175. And she actually um, mans up the Glass Slipper Project which is the ministry that goes and ministers to the prostitutes and gets them off the streets and helps those with um, sexual trafficking and that whole life, you know. So uh, we want to support her and the churches there as much as possible. All right. So, Trish, you want to introduce our guest for tonight? Yes. Actually, um, this guy came to me. I I, I talked to a friend and— and, and he said, you think I have a story? He said, wait till you hear this guy's story. He said, he's got a testimony to tell. And so he had me get in contact with um, Mr. Lawing. So with that, I'll give you Mike Lawing. 
Welcome, Mike. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, Fritz. Trish, Mike. It's, it's good to be here. And, you know, the, the thing about it is all of us have a story. Uh, even the ones who have not been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a we have a story. We have experiences that have built up. But, uh, and there's, there's nothing really significant about uh, anything that I've experienced in my life except that Jesus came in and, and changed things. And uh, he wants to do that for everyone that's listening. If, if you haven't been changed by by the blood and the salvation of Jesus, uh, he's there for you. Uh, years ago, uh, I, I was raised in the Bible Belt in North Carolina. And, you know, everybody and his brother and cousin and uncle and aunt, they, they went to church. And... Uh, uh, we had prayer meetings all the time and vacation Bible school. All the things back in the 50s and 60s, uh, uh, you know, there, it was quite a quite a lot of things going on. Prayer in school, and uh, we would have chapel services in the in the public schools at that time. Everybody went to to the auditorium and listened to a minister preach the gospel, and. Uh, the teachers uh, would have prayer before we went to lunch, uh, and, and it was, you know, nobody, nobody frowned on that. Everybody accepted it. Of course, you got to remember at that time, uh, uh, the whites had their school and the blacks had their school. So uh, even though we were all righteous, uh, according to society uh, at the time, you know, there was a lot of discrimination, uh, a lot of discrimination. And... I, I didn't really buy into the whole gospel concept because, uh, you know, I would I would see things in, in people's lives. Uh, uh, they would claim to do this, that, and the other, and then uh, you would find out that they didn't necessarily live up to what they, they claimed to be in public. Uh, and we have a lot of that today, and, and there's probably some people that's listening uh just felt the same way. They think, well, you know, I know so-and-so that's been going to church all their life, and, and when they get home, they beat their wife, or they do this, that, or the other, and they cheat on their taxes. They do all kinds of things. So why do I need to learn about this Jesus? Well, that's the way I was, and I developed a very negative attitude, not only about religion, not only about Christ, uh, not only about the Bible, but uh, I developed a negative attitude about everything. Uh, I was I was totally negative, and, uh, uh, and so I made it through Vietnam. Uh, I, I spent a year over there, and uh, I would get letters from home, and the, the last thing they would say is, "We're praying for you." And every once in a while. <laughs> We would be in a situation, and I'd say, God, if I get out of this alive, I'll serve you. And, you know, and, uh, that prayer lasted just about as long as the firefight did. And when it was over with, back to the old life. And so finally, years later, uh, situations just kept on falling apart. And one day somebody invited me to go to a church service. And, you know, this, this person wasn't really a, uh, uh, they hadn't been, they hadn't been saved long. They hadn't been involved in church long, but they, 
they had found something that impacted their life, and they invited me to go. And then all of a sudden, I realized that uh, this is something I've been missing. And so later on that night, and, or that week, uh, I, I was living in a mobile home park, and I could hear the church bells ringing on the other side of the street and, and all of this. And I just got down on my knees and said, God, my life's a mess. If you straighten it out, here it is. And uh, it's amazing. He has done just that. And and I guess part of the, part of the story that uh, uh, Bill thinks is so incredible, uh, about 18 years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, it was a, a really severe situation at the time. We didn't we didn't know if I was going to make it. I mean, it was it was that bad when the doctor came out and told us he said, you know, you got cancer and it's bad. It's 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 huge and we're not sure if we can even surgically remove this thing and you make it out of surgery. And uh, so they found a place to put my wife and I. It was late on a Friday afternoon. Uh, it was rainy, it was cold, it was in November, and it was a week before Thanksgiving. And uh, mm. so I'm laying, I'm laying in the emergency room in a little corner, laying on a gurney, and my wife's sitting over there, and her world has just been turned upside down also. Uh, and so I told her, I said, you know, I'm glad it happened to me instead of somebody that wasn't a Christian. She said, why? I said, if I die, I know where I'm going. If the person that's going through this situation is not saying, I said, go to hell. I, I know if I don't make it, I know where I'm going. And, you know, and, and so a week later, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, I had surgery. And uh, we had had prayer. I'd left my wife and my son, and I'm rolling down the down the hallway to, to the operating room. I had not been given the don't care shot yet, so I was fully alert. And uh, this real long corridor in the hospital, you know, and, and you could just see the, the fluorescent light, you know, just one right after the other. And it seemed like that that hallway was a mile long. And all of a sudden, this, this piece, just like warm honey, just flowed all over me. And God said, whether you wake up or whether you don't, everything's going to be all right. Well, that was 18 years ago. And that peace has not left since. been very mm -hmm. few times that I've really been shaken, uh, no matter what the situation has been. And God, you know, God is a very present help in time of need. And we need to, we need to realize that. And, and you know, it's, it's not just about getting all pumped up and, you know, in a, in a joy ride all the time. You guys know that, and, and the listeners know that. Uh, there are challenges, there are, are setbacks, there are all kinds of situations out there. And you mentioned Slewfoot a while ago. Well, Slewfoot doesn't bother me because he's already been defeated, you know, and we've got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. I mean, Jesus gave those to us before he ascended. And uh, so we've got that. So that's the power, and you know, and, and basically that's my testimony. I mean, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And you know, and each day it's it's just a fantastic experience.
many doors since that time. I'm, I'm privileged to be able to uh, to go out and share with people and spend time with them and uh, go to go to hospice and, and go into the sick rooms and play the guitar and sing to people. And it's, it's just tremendous. It's amazing what God can do. And, you know, no matter what kind of situation you find yourself in as you're listening to us tonight or you're listening to this uh, years from now because it's going to be on tape, if you stumble across number 78 in, in this series, uh, you know, Christ is there to meet your needs. Yes, he is. And he has been, uh, in my case as well, over these uh, past eight and a half years when he found me eight and a half years ago. But it needed a two by four upside the head in order for me to, uh, for him to get my attention. And, and you know, that's something that, that most of us have to get to. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, it's sad that it is. Yeah. You know, as I look back at my life before the two by four, I can actually see places where he was actually tapping me on the shoulder saying, Hey, Mike, Mike, oh, absolutely. Mike. You know, I was, I was given a Bible when I was six years old. And, uh, and if, if you ever, if you ever do follow any of my writings or anything on some of the blogs that I'm on, I use a pen name, Nickel, and nobody, nobody has ever heard of it. I mean, you know, it's a unique name. It's M-I-C-K-E-R-A-L. But the, the way that came about, uh, here I am, six years old, uh, and I'm an only child, and I'm, I go to a prayer meeting, you know, a couple of times a week with my dad because he worked during the day, and mom worked at night, and so uh, I would be at the prayer meetings. And there was this lady named Granny Wood, and we, we would hold weekly prayer meetings at her house. And she was an elderly lady. I mean, she was ancient back then. And she bought a Christmas present for me one year. And I thought it was going to be a toy pistol because of the way it was wrapped up. And I was all excited. And I opened it up, and here's this little black Bible, you know, and it's got engraved in, in gold letters, Holy Bible. And down in the lower right-hand corner, it had my name, but it was misspelled. Granny had done her best at getting my name spelled right, but she she had it spelled M-I-C-K-E-R-A-L, and she'd ordered this thing somewhere. And so I was mortified. I mean, I hated the name Michael. If, if you called me Mike, that was okay, but if you called me Michael, I would cringe. And here's this name, Mickerel, on, on the front of this Bible. And now I've got to carry this thing to church, you know. And that situation uh, was was something that, that it really helped to turn me off to the gospel. But inside, Granny had went, written that this was my this is my prayer for your life. You know, study to show thyself approved unto God. And I would read that thing and hate that Bible. And I would read that thing and hate that Bible. So yeah, we we've, we've been hit by two before, haven't we? Yes, we have. <laughs> wow. So it was 18 years ago. Yeah. 18 years ago. And what kind of cancer was it? Kidney cancer. Kidney. And, uh, and it was stage three or four? Uh, well, it was, it, 
was stage three at the time, and it, it metastasized about three years later. But it was huge. I mean, it it had completely surrounded my right kidney, and it was encapsulated, which means that, in theory, none of the cancer cells were spilling into the body. But, you know, they're, they're figuring out now, wait a minute, when you've got cancer, those cancer cells get out anyway. My, my oncologist, uh, or urologist, I didn't have an oncologist back then, and there wasn't a lot of information about kidney cancer. Today, it's the eighth most common cancer in the United States, and we've got a little bit more knowledge about it. But back then, there was no literature, uh, nothing on the website that, that my wife and I could find, you know, and of course, the internet didn't exist in their neck of the woods, you know, up in North Carolina in, in the western mm -hmm. part of the state. And so we couldn't find any information out. But the the urologist made a made a commitment to to me. He said, if if you ever have metastatic disease, we'll find you a specialist. And so he did. You know, three years later, it, it showed up in a lymph node in my neck, and uh, so he got me in touch with some people that. It figured out some, some things to do, but uh, when I uh, after the surgery, you know, he told me he said you've got maybe five years of life left. You've got three good years, and then we can expect things to start to go downhill after that because that was the current state of knowledge. Right, and uh, you know, of course, uh, I <laughs> I didn't put a whole lot of stock into that diagnosis because. You know, I knew I knew that the father was watching over me, and if he wanted me to go that day, I could go, or I could wait fifty years. It didn't matter. You know, it was I was in his hands anyway. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great when we get a, the piece? You know, the kind of the mindset of Paul. You know, uh, he said, "I'd rather go, but I got to hang out because you all need me." Yeah. Absolutely. You know. So it's great when you have that piece. That, uh... I had an experience once. I had a surgery, and I was um, actually on my way home from the hospital, and I started bleeding out severely and um, out of my nose and my mouth. And uh, my friend was driving the car, and I didn't want to alarm him, so I just held my finger up, and I showed him a little spot of blood, and I said, I'm bleeding. I didn't want him to see it all you know, coming out. And so he pulled over to the side of the road. He called the ambulance because they said, you know, she's not going to make it to the hospital. And the ambulance came and um, they picked me up off the side of the road. And I'll never forget the little medic in there. It was a young guy. He looked like he was literally like 20 years old and he was putting the blood pressure cuff on and his hands were shaken. He was just shaken like a leaf. And I finally, I looked at him and I grabbed his hand and I said, it's okay if I go. I know where I'm going, brother. It's all good. You've done all you could. <laughs> I said, if it's my time, it's my time, you know. And just having that peace, I mean, it gives me goosebumps. And just knowing that, you know, it's all going to be okay. It's, you know, it's all going to be good. And, and you know, the, the, the sad thing is, there are people that have been in church all their lives that love the Lord that don't have that peace and don't have that comfort and don't have that reassurance that everything's going to be okay. Man, say it, brother. And that's what he wants for us. 
Well, it is, but I think you have to go through something big in order to get to that point. To a certain extent, I do. Some people are blessed with it. You know, God, I mean, that's that's something that God has blessed some people with that haven't had to go through these situations. But right. uh, I, I know a gentleman right now, his, his wife is in a, a medical condition, and she's doing okay, but at some point, she's not going to make it. And she is totally at peace with going on and being with Jesus. So she's, she's ready, and she's... she's She's kind of like Paul, you know, she said, well, I'll stick around here, but I'd really rather go. <laughs> but everybody, everybody that knows him, you know, we're, we're praying for a miracle. I mean, literally, because he is a basket case. And, and he tells us repeatedly, you know, the people that are around him, I don't know what I'm going to do if she died. If she died, I don't know what I would do. Well, I, I don't know what I would do, you know, if, if, if somebody close to me died, I mean, I cannot tell you what I would do, but I know God's grace at that time would take over and be sufficient. Amen. Big amen to that. You know, I had a I had a minister not too long ago at hospice, and uh, he he was a patient there, and I walked in and we sang some songs and stuff. He looked at me and he says, "Tell me, Mike, what are you going to do when you get to heaven?" You know, what's the first thing you want to do? And, you know, I gave him the standard answer. I'm going to kneel at Jesus' feet, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. And he said, well, you know, really, none of us none of us honestly can say what we're going to do because we have no concept of what heaven is like. Because oh, we don't. That's what the Word says. You know, I have not seen neither, you know. And, and so he said... So if we don't know what's there, how can we know what we're going to do? Now don't let the silence eat us up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, brother, you got your preach on. I think you kind of kind of took us by surprise <laughs> in a good way. I think I'm soul searching over here. I, I'm not usually at a loss for words, but. I'm having to look in the mirror right this second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, amen, brother. (laughs) Well, Mike, uh, God Stories Radio is the uh, place where we, uh, the shameless plugs. So if you have uh, anything that, uh, any ministry or anything of the such that you want to uh, uh, bring up, plug away. Well, I appreciate that. I, I don't really, you know, I do not have a ministry that, that I plug. Uh, uh, and, and the reason being, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a member of the Kidney Cancer Association. I'm a member of the Board of Directors, and we have a website. Uh, it's www.kidneycancer.org. But it's, it's medical and it's clinical, you know. And mm-hmm. we, have a, we have a page on Inspire. Uh, which is a collection of various organizations and uh, outreach uh, for cancer and all kinds of conditions and stuff. It's inspire.com. You can go there and find the kidney cancer support community. And, of course, we talk about medical situations. Occasionally, people will get into the uh, sharing the good news and sharing the gospel on there. And, you know, and, and that's, but that's,
that is not discouraged one bit, but, you know, I I let people bring it up. I don't try to do that because if, if they've got a problem and they, they start saying, you know, the only way I can make it is through prayer, you know, we're not going to censor them for that. I hope I hope we get a conversation for them. Uh, other than that, you know, it's just it's stuff that I just do locally, basically. And uh, we had a, I had an opportunity yesterday to, uh, to go to a place that's about 75 miles from here. Uh, a lady had passed away with kidney cancer. And uh, her, her son uh, needed some, some orange ribbons because this is kidney cancer month and he wanted to have some ribbons at this celebration of life service that was being put on at, at her workplace. Uh, the employees loved this lady. She had done a lot for them over the years. And so they were putting a plaque up and a flagpole and a little garden out there uh, at the workplace. And so they wound up inviting me to, to go. And I was able to put together a brochure that shared a large part of her life. And she was a devout Christian. So we we wove the story of the gospel in there. And I... And, we just claimed it, you know, that this this is micro this, you know, this is not the official kidney cancer association position. But it's it's amazing how God can open doors for you. You know, you get you go to the mall or you go to the you go to the drugstore or the grocery store, somebody's gonna need to hear about Jesus. And uh, mm. and and it doesn't have to be the words you say, they're looking at you anyhow. It's everything you do. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. They know we are Christians by our love. All right, Mikey. Right. Well, that's that testimony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there a scripture that you hold on to that when you're going through tough times that you look to for inspiration? Well, the, the, the big one is, you know, and I've already said it, you know, is I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's Galatians 2.20. Because, you know, if I'm, if I'm risen with Christ, you know, I'm, I'm buried. If I'm buried with him, and I'm risen with him, then I need to be seeking those things are above, you know, and not, not things of this earth, you know. For I'm dead in Christ, and my life is healed in Christ and God. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Wow. Man, Mike, you have just truly been a blessing tonight. Just a breath of fresh air. Well, it's, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to sit down and talk with you. Well, thank Man, you. I, Sounds like we need to. You need to just pull up here and I'll put on a pot of coffee and we'll just go at it. <laughs> well, you know, some years ago, gosh, this is back in the back in the middle 70s, I guess. Uh, I knew some people that knew some people that knew some people that lived in the Claremont area and wound up going down there for a couple of weeks. And I think these people had died or moved off or something. And there was a little church down there, you know, and I had my guitar. We'd go in there and sing and have a good time. Well, you wouldn't recognize Claremont now. No, you sure wouldn't. Most people couldn't find us on a map, but you knew where Claremont is. Look at that. Yeah. 
You've got a bit of an accent, Mike. You from Israel, or where are you? Well, my my father's from Israel. <laughs> ah, ah touche. Great answer. Amen to that, brother. Amen. Now this is this is a North Carolina accent. Yes. Western Western about, North Carolina accent. Western North Carolina. Western yeah. North Carolina. All right. We used to have a house in Boone. My daddy's from the Appalachian North Carolina, Hills. Grandfather Mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that was session seventy-eight. Session seventy-eight, and he, and uh, thank you so much for telling us about the the Kidney Foundation. That was a kidneycancer.org, I believe, is what correct. he says. Is that correct? If they wanted to uh, go there and get more information or contact somebody, they could do that. Or they could send a note to God Stories Radio at Gmail, and uh, we'd be happy to get it to Mike. Uh, if you have any questions for him concerning kidney cancer or just any questions about his testimony in general, we'll get it to him. And uh, don't forget to tweet us. Ed, you can tweet us. And uh, Facebook.com slash God Stories Radio and Twitter at God Stories Radio. Did I miss anything? Oh, we're on a new app called Clamor. 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 C-L-A-M-M-R? Yeah. Clamor. 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 Yep. And, and don't forget iHeart. iHeart Radio. You can follow us on iHeart Radio. Yes, we you have can. a great following there. And um, you can listen to, to Mike's uh, amazing testimony on there. And uh, thanks again, Mike, for coming on the show. Like I said, you are a breath of fresh air tonight. I just really, really appreciate you. Not everybody says yes, so thank you. Yes, thank you for saying yes, Mike. Well, there you go. That wraps it up for Session 78. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. I take a breath and I'm alive. It feels like for the first time. I've seen you through these eyes. Everything I used to be that lived inside of me is gone. For the last time I remember everything I've done But you've forgiven each and every one Now I'm coming back to life I'm living inside All of my fears are far behind And I'm coming She